Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. And welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Jay and David. What's up, gentlemen? Hey, David's back. Hi. Rotating in again. <laughs> Happy to be here. Tag, you're it. <laughs> yep, you're it. Yeah, it's good to have you, man. I, I always... Uh, I always miss you when you're gone and I'm glad when you're back. And so it's good. Well, thank you, Jay. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm happy to come on and, you know, talk about all these uh, tournaments that are going on, team league, et cetera. Yeah. We're excited to have you. Thank you. Yeah. This is going to be a very tournament heavy episode. We're going to, hmm. we're going to talk uh, about Yavin based team league because of course, David runs Yavin based team league. So there's no better person, no better authority on that. Hmm. Uh, than what we have here and then also we are going to talk about packs unplugged and new orleans open both of which happened this past weekend at the same time mm-hmm. so this is actually the first time in recent memory i can think of that we've had at least in the united states two tournaments in the same weekend two like convention style tournaments in the same weekend anyway yeah they're it's really ramping up <laughs> it seems yeah, yeah. So, it's great yeah and it didn't seem to split things too badly. I was a little bit afraid of that, but apparently it's they were both very well attended and they both attracted, you know, different parts of the country and yeah. they didn't split anything at all. In fact, it was just brilliant to have both both events in the same weekend. Well, I yep. think location-wise, they were both in really good spots, right? Like the New Orleans one, you could get like a lot of the Southern people uh, in there re- relatively easily, you know, and then being in Philadelphia, all the nor- Northeastern people could get in there, you know, relatively easily. So I think that was, it just seemed like a good split. And no shortage of people that want to go to a big event like this. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah, good I think for the community. They both got, what, about 24-ish players yeah. somewhere in there? Mid-20s? Does that sound right? Yep. Okay. Um, so maybe like a little more than half the size of some of the other, like SoCal and uh, Lone Star and stuff like that. Yeah, um, half, still... half of uh, SoCal, because I think SoCal was like 46. Hmm. Yeah, somewhere yeah. in there. Um, but uh, still a very good turnout, uh, especially for two in one weekend. So, um, all right, we'll get to those in a few minutes. But first, Jay, you got any housekeeping for us? Of course, uh, always. So uh, first and foremost, if you like the podcast, if you like the blogs, if you like the Fifth Trooper podcast or any of the other media that we put out, um, support us on Patreon. You know, we 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 try to put people on and pay them to write for us and, and talk for us. And, and so you can help us do that by supporting us on Patreon. You also get another podcast, which is uh, the after dark podcast. And actually this week, um, Dustin from jagged brush is going to be joining me on the after dark podcast. And we're going to deep dive into hobby and painting and, and airbrushing. And uh, as Kyle knows, I've been knee deep in airbrushing and I'm really excited about it. So David and, or, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, not David. Dustin and I are gonna are gonna talk about it on the After Dark podcast. Um, we talk a lot of inside baseball, like what's going on with Stormtide, what's going on with Fifth Trooper, you know. So there's just a lot more you get uh, for listening to us. Plus, we have like quarterly and yearly rewards for being on Patreon. It's just all around a benefit to you and to us, you know. So it's really really cool. So if you want to support us, even at like a dollar. You can do that and it'd be much appreciated and helps us put out content. So 
And then second, uh, Stormtide. You know, if you haven't had a chance, we have that narrative campaign. Uh, that's monthly campaigns going strong. Uh, we are on, this is box five coming out this month. And um, it is ramping up. We've we've introduced monsters into Stormtide um, and they are pretty insane. And I can tell you they're only going to get more insane. So, uh, you know, if you if you haven't had a chance, um, you can go to the Stormtide, stormtide.thefifthtrooper.com and, and sign up. And uh, also we have a channel on the Discord. So if you want to like ask people how it is or get other people's feedback on Stormtide, you can go on there and do it. So. Yeah, that's the Legion Discord, by the way. So I think that's it for housekeeping. You want to plug anything real quick, David? Sure. Uh, Yavin Base Team League is happening. We're going to be doing some streams uh, pretty soon. But before we get too much into, into the Team League, uh, Vader League finals are coming up. And uh, that's going to be on December 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern. You can tune into twitch.tv slash Base to watch that and have it uh, have it casted for you it's going to be a really fun evening of game of uh, one game not games a really fun <laughs> a really fun evening is what i'm trying to say of game uh, of singular game, yeah. of singular game it's going to be a singular game it's going to be a really important game because i i've always felt that invader league is the um uh, right now is like the pinnacle of like competition it's mm -hmm. it's it's a worldwide tournament hundreds of people um to to have two people come out of that very large field and play each other for the final match is like you know you should you should definitely pay attention to this because this is one of the most like one of the most like uh one of the biggest crucibles i should say for players to play the game yeah and i and and for me if you you know you may not be that interested in invader league and if you're not what i would do is go watch the stream just to listen to david and the commentators break down games because you're just going to learn so much about legion uh just from their commentary on the game and and watching you know top level players play as well um so if you want to look at it from that angle right if you're like yeah i don't know what invader league is i don't care but yeah i may not care yeah, yeah if you want to learn you know more about competitive legion you know watching it and listening to people uh commentate about it is is one of is always that's that's been my biggest thing you know between listening to you guys talk while i'm podcasting with you or or watching your stream david or something that's where i've learned the most about legion so you know. right well while we do um we do like play by play. There's plenty of time that we have to fill. And a lot of the time that we, a lot of time that we fill in these games, uh, we do either like, you know, speculative commentary, like what if he did this move? Uh, what does this mean for that unit? You know, lots of like um, process stuff. Uh, why is this move strong? What did he accomplish? You know, we, we go, we go into that a lot. And so if that's the sort of thing that you're looking for is like, you know, sort of a, it's not strictly like a how-to guide, but it's it's pretty close, and uh, we try to make it as as educational as possible. Um, entertaining, of course, also, but ed educational is is you know definitely something that I'm interested in, in. You know, teaching people how to be better at the game, raising the level of competition. Yep. You know, that's definitely something I'm interested in doing as a as a caster. Yeah, and uh, I always go back after I have a game streamed and watch back the VOD um, just to see if, you know, the commentators or the chat 
uh, or anybody sort of caught something that I missed or a mistake that I made or, you know, had some better way that I could have done something. Um, so we don't uh, usually do that. You're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say, sometimes you surprise us, which is always what we want. We want, always, the, we want the players to surprise us. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's always something to be learned from every game, um, whether you're spectating in it or playing in it. So. Yeah, it turns out Rex fire supporting melee Wookiees is pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, you got to get there though with the Wookiees for that to happen, um, which did yeah. not happen in my top eight game. So, <laughs> ah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll be the Invader final. Uh, I think we briefly mentioned this last week, but it will be Florf the Dwarf versus Snyder. Um, Snyder, of course, played in the SoCal final. Uh, so, the um, Snyder, the one. <laughs> the Snyder, yes. Um, he's running Dooku. And Magnaguard, and then um, Florf is running old style Rex Star with like a ranged Wookiee kind of sprinkled in there. Right. This Instead is of a full arc trooper. Yeah, this is under the uh, old points. Um, so I think I think Florf's list is now like eight hundred and thirty points or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's grossly over over the point total under the new system. So you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna get to see a little bit of the bad old days. Uh, when Rex was dominant. Yeah, last March of the Rex Star. This could be, incidentally, the third Invader League in a row, potentially, that is won by Rex Star. So. Right, purely on timing, uh, yeah. just because they couldn't get the, the rules reference guide out before yeah. the Invader final, but that's not, you know, they're not, uh, what is it? The left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing you know, often in these, in these situations. Well, I think yeah. it's nice, you know, if you're out there thinking to yourself, I don't know about these rules. This is a great game to watch and remember why why there's new rules. So. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see why clones only share one token in all probability. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, or go back and watch any of the floors other Elims games too. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a reason we called it the leaf blower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The leaves being your models. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the leaf um, blower being a Z6 with five aims and, and uh, huge numbers of surges. Yeah, exactly. Um, five aims, that's like that's like low. Yeah, like five a, is five modest. is low. That's, that's the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming he spent aims else, elsewhere in the turn. Right, yeah. Um anyway. Uh so yeah, uh things have we're gonna talk about the two tournaments that happened last weekend, of course, which is I guess these are the first two like convention style tournaments that have had the new points in Aretta. Mm. Yes. Uh, at least in the US, there was um, uh, the French Open, I think, which happened two Se- weeks ago, three weeks ago. I think there like was, that. wasn't there another French tournament this weekend too? There was another French tournament this yes, weekend. Yes, there was. Um, so yeah, if um, I don't have any details on that at the moment, if... Um, if we have any French listeners or any other European folks that went to that mm-hmm. tournament and you got some updates for us or details for us, please let us know and we'll report on it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I only know the list that won and the list that won was Vader. It was a okay. nine activation Vader dues. Oh, wow. okay. That's yeah. cool. Yep. That's, That's not the surprising. list that won. And yeah. then uh, the other thing with these tournaments is they are in the US, but they're everything that is available internationally is available at these tournaments. So they were allowing Yoda and, and Wookiees to be, um, uh, you know, you could just print off the card or something and bring it. That was true of PAX. PAX. Um, I do not think that uh, New Orleans Open did that. Oh, okay. I think New Orleans Open just used um, street dates 
like uh, the normal street date. Gotcha, like, gotcha, like, gotcha. Okay. Um, so uh, why don't we? Uh, what maybe we let's hit those first since we're already talking about them, and then we can close out with Team League. How's that? Sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, hacks. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna go over just the top four from these because these were like a little bit smaller um, than sort of the other. You know, you, often we talk about top eight, but these are t- twenty four roughly person tournaments. So we're just gonna talk about the top four. So if you're number five or six or seven, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh people can see the full list on that um uh on tto uh the links are on the discord and you can probably just search for them on tto also mm-hmm. um so let's hit packs first so uh evan went to packs as you i think mentioned already jay so if yep. you want like a full in-person packs experience uh listen to the fifth yep. trooper podcast this week Yep. So it's uh, by the time you hear this, it actually, by the time we're recording it, the podcast already came out. Um, and yeah, so you can get Evan's full report on packs and how it was in the tournament and the tables and all that. So, um, yeah. So the winner of packs was Mike Jim with a <laughs> the Padme Yoda Saber eight activation nonsense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this this has been seen in I think at least one European tournament. Um, and then also in Invader League, uh, who kicked my dog, played it in Elims and almost knocked me out with it. Um, <laughs> should have knocked me out with it. Yeah. So, so uh, this um, this whole thing got but, started kind of in in Bremen, I think, was the tournament that yeah. that it was for. It first appeared this this month's monster list, and it was like five and one. I think only losing to another Yoda, mm-hmm. and then it got imported to America. And uh, now it has now it has one packs. <laughs> so you you have played uh, a slightly different version of this list more recently, David. Do you want to talk about like what this list is and how it works? Just the general concept. Yeah. So basically, so the 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 rub here is that you have a tank, okay, and this tank has a very strong attack pool with the with the um, twin the twin laser turret. It's got like, it's like nine dice or something. And you've then got, you got an exemplar in the list with Padme who can feed it tokens. And then you've got in my version, Anakin, who is a second exemplar after his three pip. Or in Mike Gem's version, you have Yoda, which is a, what I would call him like pseudo exemplar. And cause Yoda, um, Every time Yoda plays the three pip, he can feed tokens. But most importantly, Yoda can use guidance to give Padme another standby. So really what it comes down to is you've got a tank sitting in the middle that sees everything relevant. And you've got Padme and Yoda feeding it standby tokens. And so essentially what happens is if your opponent wants to win the game, they have to walk into your standby tank. And every time they take an action within range two of the tank, in the front arc of the tank, they're risking being shot again. And it's not just the standby sharing. It's also that you know Yoda on the three pip has two aims. Padme has an aim. The tank probably has an aim from link targeting array. 
um, it's it's really really foul <laughs> what you have to do against this thing. Oh, the Dodgers. Um, yeah, and then then we have to talk about the other half of the combo, which is not only do you have an armored tank, it's armor with red save that is being fed surges from Padme potentially and from Yoda. That is also an outmaneuver tank, <laughs> which means it can dodge crits. Who is also getting fed two dodges from Padme, from Yoda, that also has R2-D2 who can repair it, that also has uh, uh, three clones in the orbit of it, like just generic clone squads, that have face-up tokens on Yoda's three-pip turn that can fire support it. <laughs> so you've got like, you've got like just a boat full of these really strong rules that just combine into this monster. It's like Voltron, you know, like the various, <laughs> the various parts of the body come together to create this super beast, you know? And then uh, Evan was saying that Mike actually put Plo Koon on the saber right. as well. So that gives you free, what is it, a free turn for the end of your activation. You get agile too, if, yeah, you, move, so, if you move. Yeah, so when you move, when you move into position, because usually the saber has to move once or twice to do, to do the thing in the center that it wants to do, um, you get two free dodges just for moving which is like fantastic. And like on the turn that I, you know, want to recover, I probably can just recover Plo Koon and shoot and still have a hugely modified shot. Cause I already took an aim from the targeting array. You know, you've just got a lot of play there and, and the saber is really hard to kill. <laughs> like yeah. you're not gonna, you're never gonna plink this thing. Like you used to with like arc troopers. For example, like if arcs still had critical, they would be completely useless against this. Yep. And like any sniper crit is useless because unless it's like high velocity, but even then, you know, you've got R2D2. And yep. the thing's got nine health. It's not like you're gonna chop through it with two snipers. No way. Dude, it's so it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Basically, I, like you have to one shot it with Son of Skywalker or something, and that's pretty much your that's how you, that's the right. way that you would kill it. Right. But it's like sitting there laughing at you. Like if you can get here through my standbys. Yeah, exactly. And then like sometimes you'll sometimes you'll be in a in a board state where your flanks are protected. So like you'll have like you know, you you want to put the saber in between two big pieces of line of sight blocking terrain so your flanks are protected. And so that your standby sharing pieces are also protected. So you just create a castle with this thing and you can even be red player. As long as the objective is in the center, you're feeling pretty good about your life. And especially yeah. if you're red too, because you got to pick that board edge too now. Yeah. So you're feeling great as red player. Yeah, and that plays into like uh, the heavy strategy, right? Because when I play double ATST or when I when I play a heavy, I I want objectives in the center because I'm just like, yeah, okay, come get it, right? And yep. this is just like that on overdrive. Yep. So <laughs> I can now shoot like three or three times or something like that yeah. because you <laughs> yeah. you just you tried to do something in front of my tank. How dare you? <laughs> you know. Yeah, there are ways to do it four times in a turn. Um, I think yep. on Yoda's one pip turn. Yeah, because Yoda can do guidance uh, multiple times. Right. On that turn, he can take a, he can like guidance a standby onto Padme, take Force a standby push. himself. He could even, is, it, is guidance only troopers? 
Guidance is only troopers. Okay, yeah. so he can't he can't guidance the tank itself, but he can still guidance. You know, you can guidance standbys if the timing is right. Yep. Yeah, I think it's if Padme already has a standby, you can open the turn with a force push to trigger that standby guidance yep. to put a second standby on there. Recover your force push, force push again to trigger that second standby, and then, um, you know, of course the, the tank gets like its normal attack. Uh, there's a way yeah. to do it four times. Yeah. So Evan, Evan had said he was like getting hammered by this thing, and then all of a sudden Mike did it four times, like shot four times at him, yeah. and like force pulled his Wookiees into. Ra- I don't know. He did a bunch of crazy stuff, and Evan was just like. All right. Well, I guess that's it then. Yeah. This, this is the yeah. this is the first unit in Legion where it's like the interactions are complicated enough that that or this is the first list I've ever encountered in Legion where the action the the interactions are complicated enough that if you're not careful, your opponent could like screw something up and and you know cheat without meaning to. Because you got you got to track all that stuff yourself to protect yeah. yourself. Yeah. And but, it's one of those things too where like, you know, we've joked in this podcast. Uh, on the pa- in the past about like how if you have to spend 10 minutes explaining to your opponent um like how you're murdering them um yeah. <laughs> like that's not a good feeling you yeah know, it doesn't yep it almost doesn't matter like how balanced something is if you have to spend like multiple minutes being like okay i'm gonna do this and this and this and this is why that works and then i'm gonna do this and then all yeah. your stuff dies you know what unit um, we saw we said that about <laughs> we said that about tauntauns yep that's the unit we said that about yep you know what tauntauns. unit got nerfed Tauntauns. Tauntauns. Hmm. <laughs> yep. hmm. um, Maybe there's a pattern here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, clearly, so it's only, it's not without weaknesses. Um, yeah. It's only eight activations. But usually, you know, the, the best way to like mitigate an activation disadvantage is um, standbys. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it just plays into that. Yeah. Um, so, and like the best way to, and like try killing it, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's timing neutral because like, okay, so you, you shoot it three times at the end of the turn and do like three damage to it, maybe, if you can plow through all the dodges and then R2 repairs it. And then, uh, yeah. the, the best thing, the best way to, to, to defeat it, I think, is to hope your opponent screws up their Padme positioning and, and see if you can just kill Padme. Yeah, if you can kill Padme with something, um, then it does fall apart pretty quickly. Yeah, and never let your opponent play a center objective if you can help it. Like, yeah, like make them force them to move if if at all possible. Don't let them castle up and like yeah. even even like vaporators, you know, as red. Well, they they hate it, but at the same time, you know, they can still destroy you if you don't hide your vaps really well. Yeah, it depends on where they are. Like, if you're right. forced to put a vap in a pseudo exposed position, they can just kind of charge at it with the tank and be like, "All right, come fix this vap." <laughs> yeah, come fix this vap, and I'll I'll just be sitting here, you know, with nine dice with lots of aims, and you know, if anything survives, well, good luck. <laughs> that was just yep. good luck. Yep. Ugh. Yeah, it's yes. a monster. It's a monster. But sure. I think it's one of those things that sounds complicated enough that you're not going to see a ton of it if I had to guess, because it's just, there's a lot going on and you're, you know, not, I think as, as competitive as we can be, not everybody is like, wants to like read a novel just to like <laughs> to play at a tournament, you know? So I, I think far and away, it's the best Republic list right now. I think I agree with you. Yeah. But yes, yeah. To, your, to your point, Jay, it is a complex list to run. Yeah. It's not something you can just pick up and kind of like know what it does and how everything interacts with each other. 
So. Plus, you your saber is killable. I've seen the saber die. Yeah, but then before. you still have Yoda. So. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's yeah, yeah. You said earlier, you're like, yeah, go ahead, kill the saber, and I'm like, there's still a whole army. <laughs> you know, you're still, and one of them's a force user. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I mean I'm, I play something similar to this. There's Anakin Padme because I, I just like Anakin fire supports. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you should just play Yoda, dude. <laughs> I like yeah. I like too, like with the potential of the two secret missions as well. Like you there's a lot going on that as an opponent ha- you have to be prepared for and be, you know it pay attention to. So it's not only is it complex for the the person piloting it but it's also complex for your opponent to like prepare for it because sure you could prepare for all the saber shenanigans but then maybe you left an opening for secret mission and then all of a sudden he's scoring two one to two vp you know because you were too busy paying attention to what the saber and yoda were doing it's definitely possible yeah, it's hard. I'm not saying it's like a given, but I'm just, you know, I think there's opportunity there, but man, complex. Very, yep, very much. Um, so that was the, that was the winning list. That was the, I think it was four Oh, I think it was just a straight four round Swiss. I don't think they did a cut mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, and then there were a handful of three and ones here. So the, the second place list was uh, John Prosser with operative Vader, triple dewbacks, double IRG. Nice. Plus some other stuff that gets it up to ten activations, <laughs> somehow. Nice. Some yeah. melee, a melee skew playing into the Padme Yoda saber. You just <laughs> you're feeling pretty sad. Yep. But against just about anything else, you're feeling pretty happy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that thing would absolutely wreck a traditional gun line. And uh, I mean, most things are probably going to succumb to triple dewbacks and operative Vader. And were the IRG were the electro staffing? Yeah, those were full IRG. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, so that all fits. That's a thing. Oh, I love vampires so much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait until you see the one of the New Orleans Open lists. All right. Um, all right. So that was uh, second. Third was Mike Cirillo uh, with Kraken, Magna Guard, and Spiders. Yeah, definitely kind of something a, we we expected to see something like that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, bas- basically a droid gun line with some Magna Guard in there for linebacking purposes. Yeah, and that's uh, that's Mike's kind of specialty. You know, he was doing the Krennic Bosk stuff uh, uh, the two LVOs ago or LVO ago. I don't even know. Whenever we were at LVO last, all of us. It's interesting two, that he picked years Kraken. Yeah, yeah, two years. Yeah. It was two years ago, exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, a... it's interesting he picked Kraken, though. I, I like Kraken even in situations where you're not like specifically using override just because it's attack profile is so much better than the other two. Does he sharpshooter too? Yeah. Okay. So it's and not it's, like Kalani. And it's he does unlike Kalani, I think Kalani has lethal. Um he has actual pierce, like straight up pierce on his sharpshooter two gun. So whoa. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot better. Yeah. Wow. He's a baller. Yeah. yeah. Kra- Kraken's a beast. Yeah. <laughs> and then the four red in melee. So, yeah. Um, which in a melee, uh, such, you know, meta like we have. Um, all right. And then the fourth place list was John Lopez with Padme uh, clones and Wookiees. Oh. Were so, the clones, uh, did they have heavy weapons or no? A couple of them did. Um, okay. Yeah. I think two or three of them had heavies. Um, were the Wookiees ranged? 
No, I think let me let me double check. I think they were melee wookies. Um, yeah, I'm curious about because like because there's a couple of modes that Padme Wookies is being run in right now. There's like the standby Overwatch version, and then there's the melee skew like double tap version. Uh, they were normal Wookies with um, bowcasters, offensive okay. push and tenacity. So right. the, the fu fully loaded melee Wookies. Okay, so it was a it was a melee skew. Yeah, but he did have several clones with heavy weapons, um, as well as Padme and a clone commander. So nice. Yep, I um, like that list a lot. I like that style. Yeah, it's very solid. Surprised um, no chieftain though. No chieftain. I mean, you can only fit. <laughs> I'm surprised he fit as much as he did. Um, yeah. So he's also got fives in here. So he's actually yeah, he's got he's got three clone heavy <laughs> weapons, uh, one of which is fives. Um, and then uh, three fully loaded Wookiees, Padme, and a clone commander. Okay. Nine activations. Not bad. Yep. Um, yeah, I like it. I dig it. Uh, so two Republic lists in the top four. Hmm. Um, one of which had clones with heavy weapons in it. So, yeah, no so racks, maybe, maybe there's no hope. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the faction maybe. Still have poor internal balance in a different way, but uh, <laughs> clearly there are still ways to be successful with Republic. Paying the heaviest core tax out of all the yes, out of all the factions. Yep. All right, and then New Orleans open. Yeah, let's talk about Nola. I think this was also straight Swiss without a cut. It was just like maybe five rounds instead of four. Um, yeah, five rounds because uh, the first place list was five zero. So. Um, and that was Gus Smith with an operative Vader gun line. Love it. What style of guns did he include? I think it was a mix of, uh, let me, let me bring it up here. Um, like a mix of storms with heavies and shores. Um, okay. So he didn't go like straight up shores. No, which I don't think you can really do in a Vader, uh, gun line. Cause Vader just doesn't have the, the face-ups to support like a large quantity of shores right because um, they don't they don't get the target uh face-ups right which is what you need for shores to really make them shine yeah yeah all right he's got krennic he's got um operative vader with choke push seize and tenacity um he's got two shores with c21b he's got two storms with dlt and then he's got two mortars and then he also has um death troopers one unit of death troopers and then uh, one unit of scout strikes sorry <laughs> do the do the dts have a com relay yeah um they do not which is a little odd to me i mean maybe yeah. they just couldn't fit it um but uh that's kind of a huge benefit of the dts in a unit with or i'm sorry in a list with shores is you get a free face up every turn that you can potentially trigger target with it's right, right at 800 points, so I might have just not had points for it. I, I might have maybe, cut C's for that. I don't know. Maybe he figures that Evader is going to have the order anyway, so the DTs is just a bonus. It's not like a staple of the list. Yeah. Because you're usually playing mostly Vader, aren't you? Yeah, I mean... In um, cards. Right, you are. And this list is really all about just supporting Vader um, or just letting Vader do his thing. Yeah. Uh, um, Florf, uh, aka Zach, other way around, Zach, aka Florf. Um, I posted, uh, they essentially played in the final, um, and Florf was playing a 
more straight up like Krennic Dust Trooper gun line. Mm. Um, and uh, he said basically Vader just got in and killed everything by himself. Yep. <laughs> Which is what Vader does. Yep. That's um, what he does. So. Yep. So uh, we're not we're not quite in the uh, we're not quite in the realm of what do you call it of just everything gets stiff armed you know because that that was sort of the problem with melee before was that you would just get you would end up in some deployments where you just get stiff armed by your opponents like long range guns and it's like how can I get in I can't get in but now it's like you can actually do that and once you get in good luck <laughs> you know yeah, especially against vader who whose whole kit is basically tailor-made for him to be just like stuck in the middle of the enemy army and become a lightsaber blender yep vader's might force push yeah fear and dead men implacable uh, like all, those, all those cards all yeah. those cards are just like if i get if i can get vader to a certain position on the board i'm like unstoppable yep exactly that's what he does always yeah. seen vader ironically against death troopers this time but yeah uh, <laughs> Krennic definitely choked on his aspirations. Yep. Um, so the uh, second place ranked list um, was John Bushman, our, our own John Bushfax Bushman. Yeah, uh, they, I think they actually used um, the MOV for this tournament. Uh, they did instead of um, strength of schedule or like a cut elimination style. Um, so even though the winner of the uh, you know, uh, Zach and Gus Smith game would have been whoever won that was essentially undefeated. Um, you know, the rankings shake out based on MOV and not like how far you made sure. it without being undefeated or whatever. Um, so, um, yeah, and he was running Han and Operative Luke. Um, let me see what else he was running because that's all I have written down is Han and Operative Luke, and I don't want to short. <laughs> our own bush facts person yeah and i want to know i want to know what the rest of the list was yeah yeah I'm it, pulling it's... It's... All right. yeah han luke chewy um oh. two rebel troopers with dlts uh a rebel veteran a mark ii and three sniper strikes yeah that sounds like an operative luke gun line yeah <laughs> not much of a gun line it's only two dlts but you know it's enough right sometimes yeah. it can be enough and sometimes it it seems particularly well positioned against what was in the top at this uh, this event because, you know, a triple strike team is really really good against those imperial guns. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, he he and Han once he gets in there just starts picking up red saves. Oh yeah, Han's like, give me you know, give me those stormtroopers, man. I'm gonna make a head collection. <laughs> He's yep. he really loves it. Totally. It's really interesting too because it's like you I guess hmm was it I don't know if we can blame the release schedule on this on this shakeout cuz I know that separate like separatists were like eighth or something and I, clones were like virtually non-existent so uh, is it just like do you think it's like a regional thing that these cuz these lists kind of seem like a little throwbacky you know like you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily play this and go into a large event. You wouldn't necessarily pick Han Op Luke two DLT, you know, because you um, think, oh, I'm just going to face Wookies and get smashed. So uh, I think everything was legal for this tournament except for Yoda and Wookies. Um, huh. You know, people ran Magna Guards. Um, wow. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, if you were at New Orleans open and you have some more insight on the interesting apparently there was like no armor but everybody prepared for armor 
um, was sort of one interesting thing. I wonder if I wonder because you know, knowing that droids, the spider droids were going to be available, if like people are like, well, that's dead now, and you know, didn't even bother. Yeah, that's how I feel about Fluttercraft, Jay. It's like I will. I have two Fluttercrafts on my chair back here that I'm not building because it's like, dang it, I'm just going to face dwarf spiders. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're just going to shred me. Yeah, uh, there were. Um, somebody posted uh, lots of spiders and Vader. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want something that's anti-armor, there's the two things that'll. Yeah. <laughs> operative luke operative vader yeah, yeah. yeah. both ex- exceptionally good against armor yeah yeah maybe maybe you have operative luke with saber throw being fire supported by a mark ii there's lots of good things you can do yep um all right so that was mr bushman and then uh third was uh zach aka florf and he was running basically krennic triple death trooper and then um, <laughs> a bunch of shores. <laughs> it's basically, <laughs> basically a chronic shoreline with three death troopers instead of like one or two, because now you can afford that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. Props them for running that because DTs, DTs need a little more table time. They do. Um, and it, I think other than running into the Vader blunder, um, I actually think this list <laughs> is a great meta call. Um, because people have been mostly cutting snipers and other long-ranged peers. And, you know, in a world where there's not many snipers, it's really hard to kill death troopers. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. killing death troopers with, you know, anything short-ranged or even just like long-ranged guns that don't have pierce is like, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's such a weird shakeout because it's like, you know, Floris like, okay, I'm going to bring... You know, everybody's running A, so I'm going to bring B. And then, like, you got John, who's running, like, list E over here. Yeah. But E happens to be really, really good against B. Yeah. So it's just, like, a weird a weird shakeout, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was it was Gus with Vader that ultimately was uh, Floor's only loss. Right. Um, all right. So that is the uh, third list. And then fourth is... Um, <laughs> I have to bring up this full list because the shorthand description here is not going to do it. Yeah. Here, here's yeah, my shorthand description. Um, Bosk Sabs double ATST. What? <laughs> and this this was uh, Scott oh, Combs. So happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. This this one I saw this one and I instantly thought of UJ. <laughs> um. So we got Bosk naked. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Shame that he couldn't find at least points for Hunter there, but uh, and then uh, two snows with uh, R four astromech droids, one naked snow. So the core in this list is three snows, um, and then he's got two uh, strike teams with the sonic charge sabs and duck and cover. Yeah, um, he's got an E web CJ. Yeah, um, E web. With the barrage generator, and then he's got two ATSDs: one with Weiss and the full shebang on the hard points, <laughs> and then the other with the um, oh. hammers pilot and the grenade launcher, and both have link targeting array. What an amazing uh, world we live in! I would love to see that list against the Yoda saber because I just, I just want to see like 
it's like, well, I don't have to walk into your standby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. stay range three and pound impact. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Dodge. Yeah. Why don't you dodge 15 crits? <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you know, like, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm rolling impact four over here every yeah. time I shoot. Oh, and you dodge. Boss. Yeah. You dodge crits. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. I just, I got so many crits. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then, like, you, you want to turtle the middle? Well, my saboteurs have already gotten there and they've already, because I got scout three now. <laughs> And you want to shoot my sab? Well, I cancel three hits anyway. So, oh my god, it's pretty good. It's yeah, pretty I can good. See that being interesting. I think you know. I said this on on the Fifth Trooper podcast with Evan. I I think we're in this like fantasy land right now in the game where you you can be successful with insane lists because things are so good now that like like that list that. I don't know, six months, a year ago would have made no sense point wise, number one. But like if you had brought that list, you would have you would have gotten it demolished. But now it's like, I don't know, it just feels like the Wild West and like anything is possible. And I feel like the more insane your list is, and I think the Padme Yoda Saber one is in, is in this elk, is that the more insane your list is the more unprepared your opponents are, the more likely you are to win because how do you prepare for that? Like, how do you prepare for a boss double ATST saboteurs E-Web, like snow troopers? Like you, how you never are going to think to prepare for that. Yeah. No one is thinking about, you know, in that vein, right? No one's thinking about triple DT shores. No, <laughs> no, no one, no, no one. Oh, I love it so yeah. much. There's a lot of value in that surprise factor. Um, yeah. You know, we used to talk about Palpatine, this being one of his strengths, because he's not played frequently. And even when he was back in the day, when he was like, quote unquote, you know, eight, like top meta choice, you know, he won LVO and Nova Open mm. basically within like six months of each other. Um, even back then, like nobody played Palpatine. So, you know, you would roll up to a table uh, with Palpatine um, and throw like given your anger down or something and your opponent would be like um okay, I, okay so what happens now <laughs> and if what, i have to what? answer that question like they're already in trouble you yeah know? they're um, in big trouble so it's the same thing with like you know the lists like the padme yoda saber where if if you don't know intricately how that list works you're just going to get blindsided by some ridiculous wombo combo and then you're gonna be like oh uh, I guess I lose. All right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what Evan was feeling real good. So Evan had gone three and oh, and then he had to play, he had to play Mike for his fourth game. And he goes, I'd never seen anything like it in my whole life. And he goes, and I'm like, I feel like I keep up on this. And I was like, yeah, man, it's rough. And he's like, yep. Cause he had melee Wookiees and flutters, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're just gonna your flutters can't do much. No. Wookies are just gonna get standby to death. Yeah, I actually oh. think like depending on what the the board setup and everything, um, you know, the flutters. I think he had bowcasters on his flutters. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they could, you know, conceivably, um, like get some flanking shots with impact two and pierce. Right. Um, so if you can catch it without dodges, um, you know, potentially you could do some real damage, especially if he's got some other bowcasters. You know, Bowcasters yeah, being one of the few, if not only, ranged options that have both Pierce and Impact on the same gun. Yeah, he said he did was like he 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 thought at one point he was gonna and you know you guys 
for the listeners, they can listen to the, po- the other podcast. But like, at one point, he's like, he started putting hits in the saber. He's like, oh yeah, and then R two just came over and he, <laughs> yeah. he was like, oh no. <laughs> so it was just he said it was awfully demoralizing. And then it shot him four times. <laughs> yep. Uh, sorry, Evan. He felt so good. I mean, wouldn't you? Like, if you brought Chewy three naked phase ones, three Wookiees, and three Fluttercraft, and you were three and oh. You're like, I can deal with armor. Yeah, you're like, I no got problem. This. I got this. It's like, then, oh, vigilance, what? I'll maneuver. Yeah, and then you get stuck on long march with like the, the saber tank in between two line of sight blocking things that Padman and Yoder behind. It's like, yeah, good luck. Yeah. Blah. Yep. Uh, rip. Yeah. Oh well. Yep. It's not un- it's not undefeatable, but it's looking pretty strong. Looking pretty strong. No, I think you're right, Jay. I want to go back to your point about innovation. Yeah. Because I think we are in that we are in a little bit of an era right now where it's like if you innovate, if you innovate, uh, you can have success. And I definitely think like Boss Sabs WTST is very innovative. Like. Not, no one's prepping for that you're absolutely right yeah and And it's like how many you know how many games uh, and i don't you know out there in the world where you can go to a tournament and and have no idea what you're gonna face like you have some good guesses like you'd be like all right there may be some spider droids and they're probably it's gonna be some heavies and then no one brings heavies and just brings you know insane stuff it's uh it's weird it's a weird world I'm always surprised when I show up to a tournament. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> I'm always a little bit. I'm always a little bit surprised. But it's not like the old days of like the short, you know, boss, Krennic shoreline, tauntauns. Yeah. Like you knew what you know, and you could prepare for that stuff, right? Like the last LVO when I brought double heavy to that, like that was an absolute counter to all of that stuff, you know. But now it's like I don't even. I don't even know what. <laughs> Yeah, what do i what do i even run yeah right right yeah which is great it's good that the game is wide enough yep because it's yeah. not it's no it's less uh what do you call it less rock paper scissors yeah you know? well, and i think it goes back to that old thing i've always said where i've always i always thought this game was like this but now more than ever if you're if you know your list and you're a good pilot at your list that you you have just as good of a chance as anyone else to win now Yeah, I think that's that can be true. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of always been true, but um, now in a, in uh, sort of an unsettled meta, I think it's probably more true than it has been at previous times in the past. Um, you know, there were there were times, as you noted, like if you were playing rebels and you weren't playing tauntauns, you were sort of viewed as like actively handicap handicapping yourself, right? Um, and uh, you know, I don't think that's true now necessarily where if you're taking any given list somebody could look at it and be like dude what are you doing you know you should just be playing this thing instead yeah um i think there was like a brief moment where people were like if you're not taking airspeeders you're handicapping yourself but that was a very brief moment that was like about a month they're still so good they (laughs) are they are (laughs) well and even you know talking about metas being settled um you know, airspeeders and Wookiees have been in their current buff state for more than a year. And like nobody combined them until a month ago. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's obviously obviously room to go in terms of, you know, what's in the game. Yeah. Well, and it's 
and I think because as new stuff comes out, right, we get distracted and, and like, I would say even, even with some of the points adjustments and stuff, I, the bus, the, the, the truck, the AA5 speeder truck is still good. It's just, we're doing a bunch of other stuff now. Like, right. Um, So like, I, I, you know, I, I'd be surprised to see somebody, or I wouldn't be surprised to see like the next tournament to see somebody with one of those trucks, the party bus taken a a top four spot, because I think it's still relevant, um, especially in today's, uh, you know, melee heavy world. Like there's still, it's still very relevant. We're just, people are distracted by other stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Like I've been on a gar, a gar kick for ages now. Yeah, so ever since the ever since the changes. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> See, isn't that funny? Yeah, like, All the changes put me even deeper in the Empire. <laughs> uh, oh, look oh, who it is! Sanic. I actually put them together. Oh, yeah. And nice. I've, I've, that's a Phase One clone box back there. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I also I also see a lap back there. It's accumulating. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's still in the box though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, not, you, you're telling me you're not going to get a second one and run JJ's seven activation Anakin double lat. <laughs> No, if I get a clone heavy, it will be the saber tank. Yeah, amen to that. I still have a saber tank on my shelf behind me. It's unbuilt. It's not in, not currently not in vision because it's it's on top of two lap boxes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been enjoying Anakin a lot. Um, he's he's really fun now. He is. Yeah, this is really where the fun begins this time. Actually, yeah, the, the changes made him. The changes made him really good. I played him a lot pre-changes because I wanted him to be good. Yeah. But I think now that the changes are, are in, he's actually like. Yeah, this this guy can this guy can work. Yeah. No, yeah. other other than Padme, um, whether clones have the pieces to actually support him properly, I think it's debatable. But yeah, definitely. That's been my that's been my my constant struggle building lists with him. It's like, what what actually supports this? And so I was like, should I just run it with Wookiees? Should I run it with a saber tank? Should I run it with other with other things? There's lots. There's, I think I think it's one of those. I don't think it's more clones. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's really more clones. So based on this conversation that we're having today, based on the two tournament top fours we just saw, would you guys say that the points and the erratas was a net positive overall? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Empire were the big winners. Yeah. 110%. They were, they, I'm going to put it as massive air quotes, needed a fix. Because I don't know if they actually needed it, but they got their fixes, and yeah, they they got a huge buffed operative Vader. Yeah, and I think the fact that we're now seeing two operative Vader lists, number one and number two, I think it's pretty. Uh, I think it's pretty clear that he got a, a really really good, uh, a good shake out of this. But and I I'd like to you know it's interesting too though is based on all the tournaments we've seen, you know, that have played with, with him and his new rules. Like, I don't feel like, I feel like it was, it was an even distribution because I'm, I'm not looking at this going, you know, we're not seeing Vader, 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 Vader. We're seeing a couple, you know, sprinkles of Vader, sprinkles of saber tank, sprinkle of the, you know what I mean? Nothing is like, just uh, complete like tauntauns were right <laughs> nothing's yeah. just taking over uh, something yeah. something our game like if you look at our game compared to a lot of other games our community is still like relatively small and we also don't get a lot of what, what i would call iterating done like yeah. 
we don't we don't have like think tanks of like 50 people who are like trying to crack the game yeah. you know our think tanks are only like maybe like five at most maybe more than that you know well i you know and and i think this and I'll, i'm going to tie this back to so when when we were doing the fifth trooper podcast and it was only legion and then we switched it over to like a gaming podcast right we saw a drop in our listenership and at the time, what I didn't realize, but what I've come to realize is that I think most, let's say 80% of Star Wars Legion players aren't actually gamers, hardcore gamers. They're Star Wars fans who are playing this tabletop game, right? Yep. And so what, like to, to, to go back to what you were saying about the think tank thing is that we don't have that because a majority of the people aren't gamers they're just here to enjoy star wars and to play on the table whereas yeah. these these other games like 40k they're they're gamers first and then you know and then fans of for the lore of 40k second i think i don't think anybody goes hmm i really like the lore of 40k i'm i'm gonna think about playing this game now you know yeah i, I don't really know. like the lore of 40k but. yeah but is it chicken <laughs> or the egg right like do you like it because you've been playing for so long or did you i, I have no idea right yeah right yeah. i i think i think for star wars i think the lore is the chicken yeah. and yeah. the egg is the egg is legion yeah right. i think that's definitely the case yep for sure and like it, in the, if you're a competitive legion player like you're like in some tiny you're like in a in a, a quintile of a quintile <laughs> you know you're in some very small some very small circle. You know? So let, this is, I don't know, maybe this is a hot take, but would you say that the most, Kyle, you're probably one of the most competitive Legion players I know anyways. Uh, are Do you feel like you're as competitive at this as most people are at 40K? You know, like the way you think about it, the way you're approaching it, or is it more fun, fun first, competitive second? Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm just asking. Oh, it's definitely competitive. Mm -hmm. Well, so I don't know. I don't know that I'd separate those two things for me because I yeah, get a lot fair. of fun yeah, yeah, enjoyment yeah. out of the competitive. Element. I think we talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is what's fun for me. Um, but uh, I also think, um, you know, 40K, 40K is just a larger community. I think you probably have a similar, you know, I spent 20 years playing 40K also. Um, mm. You have a pretty similar distribution of you have like a, um, you know, an X percent of players that kind of like focus really hard on the tournament scene and the competitive element. Um, and those are the players that are trying to crack the game, to crack mm -hmm. the code. Um, you know, the ones that show up to all the tournaments and, um, and then you have a bunch of people that just buy models and play in their local store. Um, I think that's also true of 40K. It just feels larger in 40K because 40K mm -hmm. is a larger, more popular game. Um, so I don't know that I would say that those two things are necessarily different. I'd say they both have like subcultures of, yeah. you have like a, you know, and there's some overlap there too, clearly. Um, but hmm. yeah, okay. I, I do, I do want to real quick before we move on to team league, I want to go something back to something you said, David, hmm. about the iterations. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think the, the natural conclusion there, at least with respect to Legion is simply that, um, there might be like a solution out there. Uh, it might be that, um, you know, Empire players should just be playing Vader or whatever. And we just haven't figured it out yet. Uh, and, um, or maybe not. I don't know. 
Uh, right, but the, the point is the point is that it takes much longer for the game of Legion to reach that sort of realization point than mm-hmm. other game, you know, um, other miniatures games. But also, even if you look at like video games and stuff, you know, those have those are way more iter- iterative. Uh, right. So people figure out, you know, the things that are strong uh, much more quickly than well, yeah, in a well, miniatures game like Legion. Look, I'm just going to take it. I'm not a mathematician. You are in, in a way. Um, I, I, um, I'm just going to take a wild guess and say that the number of iterations of Legion versus the number of iterations of video game in the time span of, let's say, a week is like not even close it's like orders of magnitude it orders yeah. of magnitude yeah exactly it's like it's several it's it's because you can because if you play like let's say you play smash brothers for a week right you can you can knock out like hundreds of games of smash brothers in a week you can knock out maybe if you're lucky you know two to three games of legion in a week right yeah and that's just accounting for the individual play time and not the player base too where you have right you know like literally millions of people playing some video game and you have maybe a few thousand people playing Legion. Right. Playing um, Legion and no one plays no one plays it for the almost no one plays it for the sake of cracking the code. Almost everybody plays it for the sake of having fun and recreating Star Wars on their tables. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting. I I like that we currently have a Wild West. Um me too. I'm not convinced necessarily that that means that everything is like super well balanced after the update yeah um you know it's possible that like there's just a different set of units that everybody should be playing um and we just haven't figured out what that is yet <laughs> it's called shadow collective <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well i um, i wonder too i i think <clears throat> i mean listen the pandemic was awful but I think the best thing yeah. that, that came out of it was the suspension of OP. And here, here's why I, I say this, because it's given the community an opportunity to be inventive mm-hmm. because they're not forced to be like, OK, I got to pick what I know is going to be the best, the best units, the best this, the best this at this time so that I can win that prize or whatever it is right like even though the tournaments are important and people are trying to win them it's not like anything's on the line officially so i i I think it's giving us this opportunity to really explore this game and i think we're going to look back at this in five maybe five years and go you know what this was like the renaissance for this game like this non-op era where we could really explore the game and go oh my God, like, would we have ever figured out the Yoda Padme Saber thing, right? If if we didn't have, because those don't make any sense on paper, you know, if we didn't have this kind of renaissance of not having to do to do OP. So I don't know. Right. Like when I first saw that list, I was like, how? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, that's, that was literally, literally my reaction. Because like, mm-hmm. here I am sitting here over here in America and we're all like, oh, 13 activation stops, baby you know nothing can nothing can defeat it you know and we're we're over here we're sitting over here it's like you know how does an eight activation list find success well the answer we now know the answer yeah we know the answer yep anywho yeah. uh well i i can segue from here into team league because we also in the name of innovation in the name of trying new things uh team league has a band system Ooh. And uh, our our band system is is meant to do that because um, there's there's uh, there's two extremes right there is 
can I make a list with only one unit? And then there's, can I make a list without certain units? And um, we try to make it in, in team league that you get four units that can be banned between two teams of players. And uh, some of the most interesting data that I find is like, what, what, um, what units get banned the most is a, is a lovely statistic that I, that I have every <laughs> So each, every each team gets two bands basically? Yeah, and so the way, the way that we do it is you, you flip for red and blue, and then blue bands first and fourth, red bands second and third. That's how we do it. So it goes okay. uh, blue, red, red, blue. Um, and then and neither team can play the units that they ban. Exactly. Okay. That's how we do it. And so like you, you always have the... Um, you always have some very interesting um, results because it, it sort of tells you the perception of what is the strongest unit at this current time and what do people not want to play against? What do people think is bad or, or bad for the game because it's too strong? Mm. So, or at least so, un unpleasant to play. Or against. at least unpleasant to play against, exactly. Yeah. And so one of the coolest band, one of the coolest trends is that back in back in season five, nobody banned Padme. She was never chosen to be banned. <laughs> Now in season six, I've got three Padme bands already. <laughs> so I got three Padme bands. Oh. I got dwarf spider droids banned five times. <laughs> I got Wookiee warriors getting banned repeatedly. Yeah, all that, all that stuff. I even and here's another thing too. No one was banning Darth Vader operative. Yeah. Now, guess what's being banned now? Darth yep. Vader operative. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, so it's sort of like, you know, these kind of the, the, the behind the scenes data is always a joy for me. Um, just because I love seeing what people are afraid of and uh, what people can, what people think is strong without those, without those units in play. Um, and like, you know, sometimes, sometimes people will, um, they even like scout the opposing team and they're like, you know, what, what did this guy on this team play? Okay, we know he likes that, you know, let's keep him from playing that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's let's make it let's make him play something that he's not comfortable with. You know, it's kind of an interesting and it's 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 good because it like for that player, it's gonna kick them out of their comfort zone a little bit and get them to experiment with units they may not may not otherwise, you know, have have exposure to. And with TTS, you don't have necessarily have to own anything to play it. Um, which, you know, is both that's got its pitfalls, but at the same time, it's like, you know, maybe someone gets inspired to play a unit they don't normally play and they're like, okay, well, great. I'm going to shift to this. And, you know, if I want to play it on a real table, if I think it's got some legs, he goes, Anakin, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go two play that extra one. factions uh, based on <laughs> in basically like playing something in Invader. So Empire and Republic. There was also like an interesting debate, you know, do we ban Yoda or do we ban Padme? Like who's the greater threat here is... <laughs> Who who's the who's the um the alpha of this of this um uh, combination that we have to we have to protect ourselves against? Another thing too, um, the AA five went from like most banned to least banned. It's mm -hmm. like only got one ban now. The AA five is not perceived to be as much of a threat because it's like there's this perception like oh it got nerfed, but it could be still like really strong like you said Jay, because it's all like percep perception wise you know yeah. Yep. But that, this is just the sort of thing that we do in team league is just, you know, it's, it's, it's very house ruley, which is fine, you know, but it's, uh, it's kind of a, a more laid back. It's more fun. It's, it's got some nice prizes, you know, and um, I'm hoping you get back to streaming more of these games because I like, I like to see, you know, what people do when they have to innovate around a restriction. 
And that's really what I want is I want people to innovate and yeah. the game, the game needs, the game needs that because if you just, um, if you just wait for someone to tell you what the best list is and then copy that list, it's just, it's all bad. I, I just don't like that. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I, you're right. You're playing into the whole, like this whole wild west that we're in and helping support that. And not only just for the players, but for the game in general, right? Cause we can right. see some cool combos if something's banned and, you know, like if somebody banned ATSTs on me, then I'd have to figure out what the heck I'm going to play. <laughs> right. Like, like last season we figured out that triple, like pre-nerf triple arcs with jetpacks was actually really good. Yeah. Like, and just, but no one would have played it except, you know, we have a map where, and, and this is another thing too, you know, the maps in advance. So make, make, we had a map in that season, which was almost all like height two buildings. And so everybody was like, oh my God, Mandalorians versus arc troopers. That's a really cool matchup. You know, yeah. they got to use, they got to use all their jumpy stuff. So we, that, that's a sort of, that's our stock and trade, you know, yeah, it may seem like that's what we do. Love you want it. to talk just generally about, um, you know, the timeline of the league, uh, the format, uh, yeah, so, how people can follow it, et cetera. So the way it works is there's two leagues. There's an open league called the hero league where, uh, we get the bulk of the teams. So we got 20 this season who are playing. It's about a hundred, it's a hundred people. Cause it's a five player team plus an alternate plus maybe a coach. So it's a little bit more than a hundred, but, um, they play in it, and uh, the timeline right now is we're in the we're currently in the first round of play. That ends on the 19th. We take a break for for uh, holidays, so whatever you observe during December 20th through the 26th, we take a break there, um, and then we come back uh, after after that uh, for the second and third round. And this is all everybody is divided into groups um, of groups of four, and they play Swiss with each other, and then um, after that. Uh, there's a, an elimination round where the top two teams from each group are then seated into a bracket. There's a four round bracket here because it's uh, top um, top ten. So there's going to be two play in games, um, and then uh, after that, um, what happens is the winner of that single elimination phase it, it becomes the um, the champion of the Hero League. But then they get promoted to the second division, which is called Champion Circle. And Champion Circle is um, reserved for those teams that have like proven themselves over the uh, course of the of the course of seasons. And so, like, we have a whole like rank point system where we evaluate teams based on their finishes in prior seasons. And you know, uh, one team from Colorado, the fifty two eighty Legion, is our current number one rank point holder. And so, unless they got demoted from Champion Circle, which you know, if you if you end in the bottom four of the Champ Circle, you get relegated down back down to the Open Division. So there's a whole like um, promotion relegation system in the team league as well. So um, uh, the way you follow it basically is if you join the Legion Discord, um, people are posting like when their games when their games are that they want to stream or want people to stream. And so usually one of those gets picked up by a streamer who's got some spare time to pick it up and um, they'll, they'll broadcast it basically. And that's that's kind of how we follow it. And we also publish the results of every week on Challenge and um, I'm going to try to do a um, some sort of update where I uh, tell everybody who won and who lost, and you know what they, what what some interesting lists were. You know, maybe because I, what I want to do is I want to make sure the list adding gets published because if it doesn't get published, people start to be a little bit skittish about getting streamed because they have that advantage of secret information. Yeah, and they, they want to make sure that people get. I want to make sure the list get published this season so people don't have that advantage. <laughs> 
but yeah, that that's a really long way of saying uh, you can follow us on twitch.tv slash Yavinbase and please join the Legion Discord and pay attention to the Looking for Streamer channel because that's generally where all these games are. Yeah, I would say it's uh, for those of you that maybe have been thinking about dipping your toes into Invader League or some online tournament, if you can get some team members, uh, you know, together, I think it's too late this season, this but season, for, yeah. for the for the next season, you know, this is a great way because it's very, I, David, I don't know if you describe it this way, but like it's a very beer and pretzels league for me where it's like, <laughs> You don't feel as pressured to, to like do stuff because you're you have a whole team you can rely on as well. It's not just about you and your you know you winning and losing. Right. It's all right, and that's a great point, Jay. It's it's about community too because people you know people develop uh, deeper friendships over the game. People develop um, you know uh, they feel a real bond with each other, and and uh, and like you say, Jay, if you lose your game you've got your team to fall back on if you yep. win your game and then your team wins the whole thing. If they get the, they win the best of five, um, then your team, then you're like, yeah, man, I really contributed because my yeah. point counted. Yeah. You no. Know, so you get, you get the best of both worlds in that sense and, and losing losses don't feel so bad. If you win, you still feel like you contributed. Yep. So there's, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, upside to the team format. I think that's really one of the reasons I started it was because I, I, no one had put together a team-based thing and team-based things for for uh, legion aren't really part of what we do in the united states that much there's a few team championships like mostly for warhammer and for like there's this thing called the american team championship um but but mostly what i saw was the europeans doing it and i'm like man europeans have some really smart ideas going on and yep. especially in spain they have, they do it really well um and and, and maybe you can Maybe Kyle, you can talk about the holocron circuit because you were. I saw you were discussing it with someone earlier today. They have a huge tournament circuit out there in Spain, like it's just absolutely massive. And so, why well, I see that and I get inspired to create tournaments of my own, yeah, you know? yeah, it's really impressive. The circuit that they have in Spain, I basically remarked that Spain is, um, you know, secretly training up this, uh top-notch competitive community to come kick all our butts once we actually yeah. have a world <laughs> I mean, hundred, hundreds of players yeah oh, in real players. world events yeah yeah that's super cool yeah yeah they, they yeah. put some of our events to shame and like multiple tournaments every weekend um they posted some data and we're like yeah this is uh data since mid-september and this is 39 tournaments <laughs> and i was like i'm, I'm sorry what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 39 tournaments since mid-September. Yeah, in like, three in three months, 39 that's, tournaments. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a tournament every three days on it, or like every two and a half days on average, or something like that. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of tournaments. Yeah, so props to Spain. Yeah, um, seriously though. But yeah, you're right. the uh, The team format is something I think that's kind of missing from Legion, hmm. um, excluding Team League. Uh, that I think is like super interesting. And it'd be great if there was a, I'd love for there to be some, eventually, some kind of like real life Legion event that's like, you know. Um, I, I'll just mention this because I, I had a great time at Dallas Open. Uh, the Dallas people are experimenting with that idea. I okay. don't, I, I need to ask Bruce what happened with it, but they were, they were talking about um, doing, doing uh, IRL teams of three. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so not not as you know not best of five, but just best of three. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's it, there's a few 
there's like one or two things that are taking shape. And then of course, American team championship I already mentioned they, they do that. Uh, I don't know what the dates or anything like that, but I just want to, I know you can Google them and they have their own website. You can, you can look at, but yeah, that's team league in a nutshell. Awesome. Nice. It's fun. It's fun. And, and, and it's, uh, it just, it's just a lot of joy to, to, to make it all work, you know? Yeah. I regret that. I, I cannot participate this time um, as uh, I'm doing, I'm, I've already said this on the cast previously, but um, yeah, it's actually, I'm a little bit surprised that I'm here tonight. Um, I me probably, too. probably will not <laughs> be here next week. Yeah. Um, Cause I'll have an infant uh, in my house. Yay. Uh, not a new experience for me. This is number three, but um, still, you know. It's a joy. You Each know, one's an experience. Though. Oh yeah, you're right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, well, and yes, very exciting. But yeah. uh, um, it's not as far as like um, you know, you kind of know what you're doing this time around. Yeah. So yeah. Like yeah. you think uh, until uh, this one does something completely new, and you're like, "What in the hell?" <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny too. Like my wife and I were talking the other day. Like your first kid, it's like, "Oh, do you have the car seat in the car? You know, you got your hospital bags packed. Like you're ready to go," and like. I don't, I don't have an infant car seat in the car at the moment, you know, like it's sitting, it's sitting upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'll get it eventually. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, um... yeah it's, per- it's perfect. <laughs> right. The first one you're like, you know, oh, oh God, don't break it. Oh my God. What if it falls? Like by the time you get to your third or fourth, you're like, I, I just don't care. Like yeah. it, it'll be fine. Everything will be fine. I just need to do something else. And I know that I know the feeling of the first one because I'm I'm you know in the process of raising my first yeah. child and yeah. you know every every time he bonks his head, yeah, I'm just like, even yeah. though he bonks, oh my it god, like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, even though yeah. he bonks it like you know five to ten times a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? By the time yeah, you get exactly. to two or three, it's like, yeah, you're fine. Let's go. yeah, yeah, you're fine. You're okay. Yeah. You're okay. You're just a little shocked. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. Come on. Let's speed this yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you have a skull for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to that end, I just want everybody to know if you're still here at the end of the, the cast, um, I will be probably next week and maybe the following week, I'll be rotating with some other hosts until Kyle comes back and feels like he's ready. He's going to take a little leave, well-deserved, and go take care of his family, and then we'll, we'll substitute in as needed, Kyle. And uh, somebody, actually, I'll say this, um, somebody wrote a comment somewhere and said, Jay, what you need to do is, while Kyle's gone, become hyper-competitive at <laughs> Legion, and then when he gets back, he won't know what to do. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's enough time, but... Uh, we'll see we'll see just throw a training montage together yeah yeah like just lifting just the, the uh toys yeah. Handful, <laughs> handfuls of dice yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> handfuls of dice running up running up the steps of your of your of the front of your house me just like yeah. looking at different angles on the maybe, table maybe like shaking some paint or something yeah. you know yeah painting miniatures in your basement yeah or wherever oh, you paint miniatures uh perfect but uh yeah cool well, David, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, this my pleasure, great. man. I was I was happy to do it. I'm still happy. <laughs> I didn't mean to make it sound like I was. I, wa- I, was, I was happy. Uh-oh. I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am um, happy to do it. Oh, good. Yeah, and um, yeah. So you can follow Team League on Yavin Base. 
if you want. Yes, uh, Yavinbase uh, uh, or twitch.tv slash Yavinbase. Yep. There you go. Give us um, a follow. And uh, good luck to everyone playing in that. Good luck to the two finalists in Invader League. Um, and that'll again be this Saturday. What time is that again, David? That is Saturday, December 18th, 7 p.m. Eastern. Okay, awesome. Nice. That's a good time. Yep. yep. That is Fine a good time. time. I might actually be able to watch that. Let's see. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, all right. Well, we are the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Jay. I'm David. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs>